Hello, you beautiful souls. Welcome back to IO Within. <laughs> I'm so glad I can finally say welcome back. <laughs> this is the podcast where I am raw, vulnerable, and I speak from my heart. Wow, can we talk about episode one? Shit. And if you haven't listened to episode one, hit pause, go listen to that, and we'll keep a warm seat for you when you come back. So episode one, man, I definitely didn't utter. I definitely, I definitely overshared. <laughs> I did done did her. There <laughs> we go. I didn't done did her. I didn't done did her. I definitely overshared. <laughs> I love that. And I was definitely doubting myself before I released it. Like, I literally had to go to my stories and get approval that it was okay that I was telling my story. And what does that tell me? That we are literally conditioned to not be vulnerable and share our stories and discuss the patterns that we've observed in our life and how we've become the person we are. It's cringe to overshare and that's so crazy. I am such an oversharer and I'm yet again really proud of myself for being disobedient and oversharing on the internet but it's fucking scary not gonna lie thank you so much for your comments your likes and your shares and dming me and expressing your gratitude and listening to me taking time to listen to my voice that's amazing i'm honored I'm honored that I am able to be a part of your life in this way. (laughs) My favorite question to ask people that I sense are quite spiritual and have done the work. And the work essentially is, I feel like, becoming aware of who you are and why you are the way you are and identifying the patterns that continuously impact your life. You can do the work in so many different ways. But you have a different conversation and connection with people that have done the work. Because they're usually people that can overshare. And I love that. Because when you overshare, I think sometimes you allow the divine to speak to you. And speak through you. So my favorite question to ask people is... (laughs) What made you woke? what was the shift when did you see the light (laughs) no honestly probably that yeah but what made you what was your spiritual awakening what triggered your spiritual awakening and that question right now there i feel like it always has to do with probably one of the hardest things they've ever gone through once you hear that part of someone's life It's so inspiring. It's inspiring to hear how they overcame the barriers that they needed to face in order to step into their power and realize that they have everything they need within themselves. It's when they hit rock bottom and holy shit, did I hit rock bottom? 
I can hear myself through these headphones so that's why I really like doing like sometimes accents because I honestly love hearing myself talk my mom used to always say that like oh you just like to talk because you like to hear yourself talk and I definitely do 100% so before I dive into part two and kind of share and yet a very vulnerable part of my life I need to tell myself something since I can literally hear myself talk through my headphones. Baby girl, I am so fucking proud of you. I know your trust is racing like no other and you've had to record this a couple times because you want it to be perfect. And you want to be intentional about everyone that's involved because no matter what, you still love them so freaking much. I love that about you. I love that you can just love people no matter what they do to you. I'm proud of us for taking one of the hardest things that we've ever experienced in life and transforming it into the thing that woke us the fuck up. The thing that forced us to step into our power. The universe knew that we needed something this big in order to step into our power because we're a strong little bugger. <laughs> I love you so much. Do you want to hang out with me for a week in your swimsuits, doing breathwork, yoga, cacao ceremonies, tapping into the vine, a master class, hanging out with other badass women? If you are down, then from September 1st through the 6th, we are flying to Tulum and tapping into our divine. The divine self-retreat is officially happening, so if you want more details, then head to www.soshelps.com. Link is in my bio on Instagram, or you can head to the clip notes and I'll attach it here. I am so excited to finally have this opportunity so we can create amazing soul community of women that are tapping into the divine and creating change within their lives. I met my ex my sophomore year. So my ex and I were literally together my whole adult life until almost, yeah, until recently. Um, we've been separated now for a year and we've only been divorced since May and so we were together for a solid eight years and it's so beautiful to see exactly the role he needed to play in my life and the role I needed to play in his life and for me I think the role he needed to play in my life is to make me feel seen loved and safe in order for me to put all my energy in kind of working through my childhood trauma and also really diving into my education because my education truly saved my life and it's the essence of why I do what I do today and it's just part of the plan honestly like I needed him and he needed me and so I met him my sophomore year on a bus and I remember seeing him and I was like oh boy this kid is so cute so I kept looking up and then looking down at my phone and he was about to get off of the bus and I handed him my phone with the contact information out and he put his number in and then afterwards I was like shook I was like oh my gosh I can't text him do you mind it is freezing cold in Utah so and it's finals week so I'm like a shriveled up dehydrated little girl and I'm like he probably just felt bad so that's why he gave me his number so I never texted him and then we started um Christmas break and I ended up was like hmm 
I think I'm going to try to figure out who this kid is. So we ended up Snapchatting and I was like, hey, do you remember me? And then I found his Instagram and saw that he had a girlfriend. And he was super vague at first when we were talking. And I think that kind of fired me up even more because I really love chasing unavailable men because it really replicates the relationship between my father and I. Because I have to accept that I probably will never get my needs met in this type of manner from my dad. So I seek out men that replicate that same type of energetic relationship. And so with him not really giving me a ton of attention, I really was like, ooh, even more like I I need this and then I found out he had a girlfriend and that fueled me even more of like oh you have a girlfriend well I'm going to show you that I'm better and you know just really this savage mentality and it's so crazy looking back and just seeing how it was so ego-based it was just really me trying to prove to myself that I am worthy and I am loved and so he ended up cheating on his girlfriend with me and I didn't care I didn't care who I hurt because all I cared about is that I was able to prove to myself that I was worthy enough to gain someone that was taken. And so a couple of days later, he told his girlfriend and it really painted this picture that he was super honest and that, yeah, that he wouldn't do that to me because he, if he did do something like that, he tells people when he does something like that, when he's dishonest. And so it's, crazy to look back and see the image I have of our relationship versus the image he has of our relationship and so for me I felt very seen in my relationship I felt like there was this immense amount of trust and freedom and I think why I felt that way is because I tried my best to create that in a relationship. One, I think just because realizing how our relationship started and two, I'm a super flowy person. So if I would get like, like, you know, kind of anxious and like get butterflies about someone else, I would usually tell them, I'd be like, hey, I'm feeling some type of way about someone. So I was really trying to create this open relationship, hoping that he would do the same, knowing how our relationship started. Along with that, because of my education, I really had this sense of self-awareness and I was starting to realize that I really liked to chase things, to gain this validation. So then I did take that extra step of really trying to communicate that and create that relationship and that relationship dynamic within this connection between him and I. There was a lot of barriers now looking back that never was discussed and I think it's so interesting to just see how as I've stepped into my power how it has played a different role. For example, this true naiveness regarding sex and how there's this underlining trauma growing up in Utah that I have regarding even understanding how to pleasure myself and understanding the role that my culture played into our relationship. It's something that we never discussed, but it truly impacted our relationship, especially from him coming from a completely different culture. So our relationship for me was beautiful in every aspect because of my education I really helped him gain this deeper sense of self-awareness I was obsessed with my schooling and so he helped me study and was with me for the whole six years I went through grad school I mean undergrad and then grad school to the end where we ended up creating a program together to help integrate out-of-state athletes into Utah and truly teach them the 
the differences between these two cultures and it's so interesting looking back because I would always give him my ideas because I lacked this deep sense of self-worth and confidence within myself that I saw these dynamics happening within my university but instead of actually taking action on it I gave him my ideas and helped him really create this amazing position for himself and I became the shadows and I just continuously fed him my ideas and he would just take action on them and he really taught me what it looks like to have that hard work and that confidence in taking action but I think in the other side too I felt type some type of way about it because they were my ideas and he was being recognized for my ideas and I was just kind of in the in the back so then we ended up creating this program together. We both were offered full ride scholarships, but I just got done with grad school. So he ended up going into grad school. I chose to get trained in this modality kind called mind body bridging. And at this point we got engaged and COVID started to happen and the program was put on hold. So at this point we were both getting money and I really started to dive into my brand and focus all of my attention onto my brand. And it's so beautiful seeing how this unfolded so perfectly, honestly. Like COVID happened, we are making money. He was really the most amazing supportive person ever, ever helping me gain the confidence to really show up on social media. He bought me my camera. He was amazing in that aspect of really holding that space for me. So then we started planning our wedding and I was getting all these collaborations and really telling my audience about it. And this is when everything started to unfold for us. I found out that the love of my life, soulmate, the person that was truly my only support system, was unfortunately unfaithful for the whole seven years we were together and that he cheated on me with six women. So the first time I found out was right after I got done wedding dress shopping. His teammate called him and like I said, I really felt like we had a super open relationship. So his teammate called him and he left the house and I thought it was really weird that he left because usually, you know, he answers in front of me, super open. Anyways, he comes back and he's like, oh yeah, so-and-so is saying that I slept with so-and-so. And I literally was like, there is no way because this girl was like my colleague. She's gone through all schooling with me. She knew all about my trauma. She knew about my relationship. We both worked as sexual soul therapists and advocates. And on top of that, she was my friend. So it was like, there's no way. Like she just is making this up because she's envious about our relationship. And so then he started acting really weird and he was denying it. Anyways, comes to find out, I text her and I was like, hey, what's up? And she's like, it's true. And I was like, how could you do this to me? And I think the hardest part about this is this person had a STD that is highly transmittable and she knew that my ex was cheating on me with her and I we were having unprotected sex. So I felt this extra like type of rejection from him and her that you guys are putting my body at risk where I could have got this STD and not even known about it and thank god I didn't get anything but I think that was a really hard thing of being like wow you are really like 
where is the respect when it comes to my vessel and kind of taking advantage of who I am and my trust. So this is where now looking back after doing ayahuasca, seeing a deep pattern of going towards someone and calming them down in order for me to feel better. So when everything first came out, I really like fleed to him and calmed him down because I was so uncomfortable with my own anxiety. I learned this behavior when I was around six years old, when I was touched as a child. When I was touched, I would get super terrible anxiety and my body would get numb and so I would fleet to the other person and serve the other person and that would end that anxiety. And so this really unfolded at the beginning of me finding out all of this stuff. And so instead of really attending to my own emotions, I really attended to him and really nurtured him and felt so much empathy and sympathy and then also there was this sense of like you're mine like I let's have sex and like I'm going to show you that I can do all of these things and like I I can perform like she can perform and this almost like trying to prove to myself yet again that I'm worthy and that I'm worthy of keeping like trying to prove to him that no don't leave me don't lose me I don't want to lose you and it's so crazy looking at how all of this unfolded so at this point I found out that he slept with my friend while I was wedding dress shopping and that really impacted this a first and if you're a girl you understand this like a uh, wedding dress shopping is something that you literally imagine and dream about your since you're a little girl and finding out that my person of seven years slept with someone while I was wedding dress shopping is mind-blowing but it's so crazy to me that it didn't really hit me about how much of a big deal that is and so we ended up talking to our mentors and really people that we trusted and was like I don't know if we should get married like what do you think we should do and at this point we were still really working on the program and I was being trained in the modality mind body bridging so it was amazing how I was diving into a deep deep sense of self during this extreme amount of trauma and this really saved us at the beginning and this is where it started my spiritual awakening of connecting with myself and really looking at myself on a different degree so we ended up getting married and we moved we left everything we knew behind and we ended up living with these people for a while and then it came to a point where we moved to dallas to be closer to his family and this was the first time that i had lived out of state away from my family in a whole different place and we moved specifically because at this point we were waiting for COVID to end so he could continue following his football career. We, our whole life was reliant on waiting for his football career. And so I really molded my life around him waiting for him to start this career. And so we moved to Dallas, we're still waiting for everything, and all of a sudden he gets a call to go to the CFL. And once he got a call, they were like, you have two weeks to get here. And it was shocking because we were still really working through everything that happened. And it's so crazy because when 
when we were moving to Dallas, he was in the U-Haul and I was in the car listening to the book Discover Your Dharma by Sahara Rose. And I don't remember what she was talking about, but she was talking about something about your intuition and your dharma and leaning in. And this thought came to my mind of, is this right? Am I supposed to be with him? Because there was always times where I think our biggest problem is I didn't feel like I felt like we were best friends and I but I didn't feel special I didn't feel like he craved me or he saw me in that way and that was a huge thing for me and I now see exactly why that occurred but it hit me of like is this right like should I be with him and immediately I was like no yes I should be with him he's my person I shoved down my intuition and looking back this was the first time my intuition was speaking to me on a different level and that I can recall to this day of where I was starting to really reconnect with myself in a different way so he ends up going to Canada and he's going to be gone for six months and at this point my brand's full-fledged I am so excited because now I am going to really dive into myself and my healing journey in a different way because I wanted to become a better wife. I wanted to heal all of these, all of this trauma regarding rejection that the first cheating scenario brought up. And so this was the the time that I was going to do it. He was going to be gone for six months. This was going to be the first time I was going to be living alone ever by myself. I have no friends where I'm at. And I get this amazing idea to to start vlogging my healing journey. But instead of talking about why I'm actually doing it, I really just talk about that I am diving in, healing my attachment wounds with my mom. And so my audience knew that I was healing these attachment wounds with my mom and my parents, but it was actually because I was really working through the rejection, the deep rejection I felt from my ex. And this is where my fucking journey exploded. The moment I started to step into my power and realize that I could make everything I wanted come true and I didn't need someone else, specifically him, to make it happen is the moment I realized how fucking powerful I was. So at this point, we had been waiting for football this whole time. So he kind of had a job, but didn't really have a job. So his job was really helping me with my own brand. So he was my full-time photographer. He was helping me run my business, creating an LLC, like everything. We had a full-on brand on TikTok. So I was terrified. I was losing this main person that really helped my brand. And our my brand was our main income. And so now with him leaving, I had to continue to sustain that. And that's when I got into really filming and diving into how to create stories and tell stories on a different way. And it's so beautiful because really, I think what occurred is I started stepping into my power and actually doing the work. Prior, I was just speaking about doing the work. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do this. But now that I needed to really like reconnect with myself and become a better wife for him by the time he got back was when I started meditating and working out like crazy and doing all of these things that I knew would help, but I actually started implementing them into my life. And that's when everything blew up in my life I tripled my income my audience was growing like crazy I was starting to love myself in a different level and then it came to a point where I was starting to love him in a different way too 
Then a day before our first year wedding anniversary, I am in San Diego for my very best friend's wedding. I'm about to be in her, about to be the maid of honor. And then the next week, I'm about to be in my other best friend's wedding. And I had a stranger text me and tell me that there were more women. And I was like, wait, what? So this is when my the second stage of me stepping into my power occurred. So at this point, I am like, holy shit, no one knows about what we just went through. I really kept it on the down low because I was embarrassed and I didn't want other people to view him in a different light. And so I was like, I need more evidence than what I have right now. And so the only option I felt like I had was to call one of our best friends. And so I was like, hey, someone texted me this. I need your help. Do you know anything? And he's like, I know about one girl um, a while ago when you guys first started dating. And so I was like, okay, cool. Because this person that texted me was on a deletable app. I have still today have no idea who it was. And so... I was like, okay, um, okay, I'm just going to act like I know more. So I ended up calling him and I was like, hey, um, do you have something you want to tell me? I know more. And he was like, no, 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 just continues to deny it. And so he ended up telling me that there were two more girls. So at this point, there's a total of three girls. Do you mind? This is a day before our first year wedding anniversary. So now I'm kind of just thinking, is this, is, is there a, like what's the sign like what the fuck is going on while i'm wedding dress shopping this is ruined now i'm so excited my for my first year wedding anniversary because everything was going on before we got married that this is the fresh start i really dived into myself and now boom this is happening again like every significant event surrounding something about a first and celebrating our relationship is disrupted by him lying and rejecting me and cheating and so my friends and I went out to get drinks that night and it's so crazy just seeing how the sequence of all of this is just unfolding. And so our waitress is like, oh, do you guys want some shots? And I was like, yes, I would love a shot because I am celebrating my first year wedding anniversary and I just found out my husband has been cheating on me. And she's like, oh, wow. And so there was all of a sudden this hit of like, I shouldn't have said that to this girl. And so at the end of the dinner, this girl wanted to follow me and she was actually dating someone that was also in the CFL. And if you're within the sports world, you know how close niche everything is in that aspect. So for me, I was like, I don't want this girl to follow me. Like, I don't want her to know my relationship because he's really big, a part of my brand and all of this stuff. So I ended up letting her follow me. But right when we left, I was like, everyone needs to block her and i was the only one that blocked her so this girl actually found the guy that i called our old best friend called and said that i was about to sleep with other people and so then it trickled down the rope where my friend made up a fake scenario acted like he was a girl and texted my ex and so now my ex is thinking that I am in San Diego looking to cheat on him and all this stuff. So it's so crazy how the, the, the power dynamics completely shifted. Now I'm defending myself for no reason because this waitress decided to, I don't know, go to my friend how they, I don't know how they ended up knowing each other. Anyways, all of this happens. And so 
I think this girl also told her ex. So now there were people in the CFL going to my ex and saying that I was cheating on him. And none of this was true because at this point, if you're a girl, you know, I was so heartbroken. There's no way in hell I could sleep with someone. If I slept with someone after being with someone for eight years, I probably would have lost my shit. And we were just at that point, just like girls talking and bullshitting, like, fuck him, like, you know, like, da, 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 da. and it's so crazy how it happened so this was the first shift of really like seeing this dynamic happen and then he came home and he came home for a week after we had been doing long distance and all of this had happened for the first time in like months and it was definitely rough because we had yet to really discuss everything in person and so we were like, okay, we'll figure it out. When you come back, you have two more months. I'm going to really dive into myself. So he ended up leaving. And then within 72 hours, he was cut. And he came back. And it was shocking because I was really diving into myself. I had this whole routine. I was trying to deal with everything that happened. And now he's back in my space. And then I started letting him in again. And the moment I let him in again, he told me that he needed to talk to me and i was like oh my god fuck and so he told me that there are more and i think the icing on the cake was when i found out he was sexting someone and talking to someone while we were still married and seeing that he could do that to me after seeing how much it hurt me the first time i found out about the first girl and for him on his disclosure he was going to therapy and this was his chance to really show and prove to me that he could tell the truth but at that point i was like there's so many signs in this like sequence that i don't know if we're meant to be like i love you so much but every single time i start to let you in something comes up and every single time there's something around our wedding something comes up and this is insane that you have literally been lying and cheating on me for the last seven years. Like what? And at this point, I had been diving so deeply into myself, really understanding the core. And so this happened in November. And at this point, we were like, okay, we should separate. Um, I was just like, I really need to figure out if you're the one. I want to start talking to people. I want to see, yeah, if you're the one. And so at this point, we were separated. I kind of started talking to people, but I remember I was going to hang out with this one guy and he was going to come over and I had a whole panic attack. Like I was just so broken and so in love and so confused. And it's just so sad looking at back because I just, I was so, I had no one. I had no one other than my audience to really provide that support. And when all of this was going down to like, I had my friends but it was also a lot like my friend just barely my best friend just got married my other friend just got married and my whole marriage is falling apart so fast forward to april i am starting to kind of let him in again and we're really good he's going into therapy i am really just like okay I, like i just love you so fucking much that i cannot let you go and looking back in my journals all i kept saying is i can't lose him but i know i need to work on myself i can't lose him but i know i need to work on myself and i think the true shifting point of everything was he was taking me to the airport to go and host my retreat and also do ayahuasca and he asked me what um he thought was going to happen with us after ayahuasca and i just told him i was like 
you know, I don't know, but I'm, I, at this point I had slept with someone and I was like, but I, I definitely, I'm glad I was able to sleep with someone because I got the comfort that I needed. It was really hard knowing that you had slept with six people and I've only been with you. Like I wanted to experience that. And once he found that out, he lost his shit. He lost his shit, bro. Don't fucking touch me. And that's where I really saw it unfold. He felt like I lied to him where for me in my mind, I was like, we're separated. I told you I was going to start dating people. And I told him that I went to LA with this guy. And he was like, I don't want to know anything. And I was like, okay. And so he asked me if I slept with that guy the night of. And I didn't. I slept with him the next day. And so for me, I understand where he's coming from because I think he didn't want to know but he expected me to tell him but for me i was like you don't want to know and i'm just going to answer your questions that you i'm just going to answer the questions that you ask and so this unfolded and for me it was one of the most important aspects of my career i'm about to hold a space for 20 something women and really I felt like he was trying to sabotage this experience and the text that he was texting me and it was insane and at this point there was someone that was close to us that was playing a role in this whole unfolding because there was another person that downloaded a deletable app and texted him, texted a girl that he was talking to that I had no idea who was so for me there was someone really close to him that was playing a role in this whole dynamic and yeah it was just really crazy how unfolded so once i saw how he was treating me it kind of shook me a little bit and i met with my astrologist too and she was like you're going to have um some clarity on your relationship by april 14th and on april 14th that's when i was sitting with ayahuasca and when i sat with ayahuasca the first time it was insane and this is going to have to be a whole nother episode when i talk about my experiences with ayahuasca but it just left me super confused but also i understood so much more and this was in april so by the time i came back from ayahuasca he had completely shunned me um the dynamics were completely shifted it's like he was waiting for me to make one mistake so he could flip all of this onto me and it was so crazy because it was really triggering it was like wait a minute you're the one that's done all of these things and i was telling you the truth and i told you that i wanted to be separated and see if you were the one and now all of a sudden you're treating me like a disease so at this point we kind of were in contact i was so freaking confused it's like i knew we couldn't probably come back from this but i really wanted to make it work and at this point i was getting ready to go to portugal and solo travel for the summer and so for me i knew what needed to happen but i could not accept that and we would have conversations of like i think we need to get divorced and then maybe we can figure this out you know maybe once we get divorced we can come back and start fresh and that was the biggest thing is it's like we needed to come back and start fresh so an hour before i head to the airport he comes with the divorce papers and i wasn't ready when i tell you it was a totally different energy and i lost my shit like i really really lost my shit and there was one other time where i scared myself to the point where i saw a lot of behaviors coming out of how i was and what i saw in my childhood how my mom acted and this was another time where i was like wow i have a lot of deep wounds surrounding rejection 
I need to really work on this. Like, this is scary. And so then I flew out to Portugal and that's where I learned how to be with myself, navigate a whole new country. I just got divorced, trying to figure out how to date. And it was a liberating. It was crazy how much energy I had stored within me. And then I sat with ayahuasca again. And then I came back to Dallas after six months being gone. And we'll dive more into this slowly and surely. But once I came back to Dallas, it was the most depressing thing. Because I think it finally hit me of what just happened that yeah i had i have never i haven't seen him since he won't even talk to me see me nothing and it's just so sad how you can be so so invested in someone's life and then all of a sudden nothing and i think that's the hardest thing that has been for me is i still love him so much on multiple levels and seeing how much he it feels like he hates me is so hard because at the end of the day i really do believe that we both needed this in order to step into our power because it's like it's not like i've been the only one doing the work he has been doing the work on so many different levels also and it's just sad to see how it's unfolded for me i feel like i've done so much work and really dived in that i really believe that we could have made something work as in a friendship But I think the biggest thing that really impacted our relationship is me speaking about everything on social media. I think I really impacted his healing process because of my egoness and coming on social media. But I think on the other point, it really stripped him of everything and he had to face himself. And on top of that, it really gave me the support I needed. I needed my women. I had no one. I I didn't really have friends like that. I did have friends, but that's a lot for them to hold on. And then on top of that, I haven't seen my dad and been home for the last two years because I am terrified to go home and see the family pictures and everything like that. And so it's been a lot. I have completely taken this experience and used it to step into my power and slowly but surely I'm learning how to but it's fucking hard and it's crazy and I am still trying to figure out how to feel worthy and fulfill my own needs but all of these this whole process has taught me how to love myself in a different way in listening to the divine seeing how it all has unfolded so beautifully yet so ugly and just trusting in the process and It's been really hard for me to record this podcast episode because, as I said, once I started really talking about it on social media, I started feeling a different type of rejection from him. And so by me posting this, I'm really just accepting that he may never forgive me again, which is so crazy because I really don't want to hurt him in any type of way, but I also know that I need to speak my truth. I need to tell my story. I need to express how how lost I was and how much how confused I've been of loving someone so deeply but also seeing all of the signs within the universe saying that we don't work not in this moment, but even still today i am like i don't know man like our soul connection is different and it's exactly what we needed in order to get where we are today and it's beautiful to see where we are individually and 
also how we needed each other in order to get there and ultimately you have to hit rock bottom to get to where you are in life and if you're able to identify the patterns that you continuously repeat then hopefully in the next lifetime or the next stage of your life you are able to disrupt those patterns and for me what I've learned is ultimately that I can fulfill my own needs that I have this deep 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 wound when it comes to rejection and it impacts all of my relationships that there's this beautiful aspect of listening to your intuition even if it's scary that I can do anything I put my mind to that my ideas are valid my voice is valid and it's important to speak your truth even if it's fucking scary and I'm really proud of myself for doing this it's taken me a lot of tries and it's probably nowhere perfect but at least I got it out once and it will continue to come out because being cheated on is fucking hard and losing that identity and trying to figure out your identity without another person is even harder he was my life he was my family he killed it in that role and he's a really good human being and i hope wherever he is in life that he can utilize what he's gone through and also help people step into his power i really really wanted to be able to tell our story together because it's so beautiful just seeing how each step really pushed us to dive even deeper into ourselves him going to therapy and him diving into mind body bridging even more and me doing solo traveling and diving into plant medicine and it's like we needed something this traumatic to help us fully step into our power we helped each other get where we needed to be and then we needed to pretty much destroy each other in order to fully get to this next aspect of our life and to be honest i'm struggling i'm really struggling at where i am at because i feel like i thrive in chaos but now it's really hitting me of exactly what has happened and where my life is and that i don't have the love of my life anymore and dealing with the thoughts of divorce is really hard and these are all other topics i want to dive into on these the on this podcast but thank you so much for providing me space yet again and this is a long one i promise you they're not all going to be this long i'm going to try to keep them all to 15 minutes um but i really really appreciate that and i hope you can kind of understand more about my journey and how it's been and how I'm stepping into my power and utilizing this and yeah I fucking love you guys thank you so much for being here and saving my life because honestly you have no idea how much you fucking helped me while I was going through this and keeping it a secret and how confused I've been and the main thing that has helped me through this whole process is plant medicine journaling sitting on my mat and going to therapy and being surrounded by like-minded women and feeling that love but ultimately accepting that what is happening and what is occurring within our life is not by mistake the universe does not make mistakes one bit wow that was a lot i feel like i probably am going to re-listen to this and be like i missed so many aspects or i didn't say it right and the biggest thing I just want to say is no one's at fault in the story. I don't view my ex as a bad person. I actually think he's one of the most beautiful individuals I've ever met. He's so strong and resilient and it's 
as much as I've seen and heard him step into his own power because of this, it's immaculate. We all are here as humans just trying to figure out how the fuck to do life. We, our job is to understand the patterns that we need to break that are generational so we can heal those wounds not just for ourselves but for the people that have come before us and the people that are coming after us. And unfortunately, we need certain people in our lives to make us super uncomfortable so we can do that. But the most beautiful thing about this experience in life is love. If you approach everything with the dynamic of love and forgiveness, you truly understand why it's all happening, why certain people come into your life, why you feel certain nudges, and ultimately it's so you can learn how to serve people in a unique way, your secret sauce. So if you feel like you've been denying yourself and not listening to your intuition, maybe this is your sign. Yeah, it's fucking scary. It's really ugly. And honestly, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But I'm so excited to have a new relationship, the best relationship I've ever had, and that is a relationship with myself. I needed my relationship with the person that I loved most, my soulmate, to come crashing down so I could find the true person that I need, and that is myself. That is home within, being able to connect with myself on a different level. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't hit rock bottom. Rock bottom is where we can recreate ourselves, dive in, listen to the nudges that are guiding us through our life. We have so much power within us. And if we approach everything we do with the aspect of peace, love, and joy, we'll be able to experience the ultimate gift of life. And that is diving within, connecting with the divine, and spreading it to the people we love, to the universe, because at the end of the day, we are all interconnected. Your behavior impacts me just as my behavior impacts you. When you heal, you help me heal. When I heal, I help you heal. When we all enter into this frequency, we will all be able to spread a different type of energy that is needed within this world. So identify the patterns that are holding you back in your life that you continuously see reoccurring in different scenarios. Mine is a brown rejection, feeling worthy, giving my worth to other people instead of giving it to myself. Are you listening to your intuition? Are you aligned with where you need to be? Or are you so scared to actually take the step that you need to take that you ultimately are holding yourself back? It's fucking scary. But once you take it, I promise you that you will be rewarded in different ways. I'm excited to see what my future brings because I really am keen to see what this reward and the life I create for myself from now on is going to look like. I have a different power to me, a different energy, and I'm working through a lot of shit right now, but I'm fucking stoked to see what's about to happen. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you so much. XOXO, Io within.